And we had two bags of grass, 75 pellets of mescaline, five sheets of high-powered water acid, a salt shaker half full of cocaine, a whole galaxy of multicolored uppers, downers, screamers, lappers, also a quarter tequila, quarter rum, case of beer, pint of raw ether, two dozen animals. And we're back! Hi, and welcome to episode two of the Amazingly Pulp Show. I'm your host, Jay Hat, and with me today is our guest host, Jazzy Jeff. Jazzy, how you doing today? Pretty good, pretty good, man. Just excited for episode number two. Got a lot going on, it looks like. And, uh, you know, you're our guest host, but uh, um, you're getting pretty close to being regular. A couple more gigs and you'll be regular. You really? Know? <laughs> yeah, as long as I feed you some fiber, you'll be good to go. <laughs> so, I'm two for two. <laughs> Um, but yes, uh, we are back, and I hope you all were able to tune in and listen to our first show and just, you know, maybe did a, a phantom drive-by. Didn't seem like too much traffic after that first show, but we're, we're still watching the, the, the clocks, the ticks, the, uh, the uh, what-have-yous, the passing-bys. Um, be sure to leave uh, a comment in the forum. Um, we'll answer your questions. We're not scared. Um, we'll, we'll take on everything and anything. Um, uh, as long as it doesn't include your sister, or at least for me, that's Jazzy <laughs> Jeff's job. Um, so yeah, uh, write in, uh, email us, uh, look for us on baldmove.com. Bald that is our new home. Uh, we are the Amazingly Pulp Show. Uh, it's kind of actually shortened on there too to tap. So we're, we're we're living in a world of acronyms, people. So uh, we had to uh, join the club. Um, so episode one is up. It is titled "Who the fuck are you, man?" So uh, just get on there and check it out and get your kids out. Yeah, have them listen to to the show. If this is your first time here, uh, strap in and welcome to the show. Um, yeah, uh, Memorial Day weekend uh, just happened last weekend. Uh, did you, did you have a good Memorial Day weekend? It was it was a hoot nanny. It was a real real hoot nanny. I yeah. liked that a lot. I. Uh, you know, I, I I don't some some people out there who who bump into me in the street realize that uh, I'm doing this P90X program. Have you heard of that? I have. I have heard of the P90X, and I have heard that you've been using this program. I've been using it like a drug. I, I wake up in the morning, uh, get myself going, and I, I, I'm out the window. But um, it it tires you out, man. It just I, I'm I'm dead in the water. So my Memorial Day weekend, I came over, and it's kind of funny because I. Was I can't really drink beer. I mean, I can drink light beer. I just can't go crazy. But I gotta, you know, my this my diet for it is is pretty. Um, I don't know. It's it's strict. Like, yeah. Well, yeah. You ever seen you know you ever seen like those POW guys in camp like in Rambo? Yeah. You know, oh yeah. Like First World Part Two. That's kind of the diet program I have to follow. <laughs> Eat some leaves. <laughs> Basically, I, I I shit in my own uh, box and. <laughs> Uh, find some bug crawling through the wall. No, I mean, it's not that strict, but I, actually I will say that I'm not even really following the diet. Yeah. I'm just kind of trying to eat healthy and kind of match it to what's going on. Um, but how did the how did the booze go over this weekend? If you if you can't drink beer, how do you go through Memorial well, Day weekend? But you can drink. You can't drink beer, but you can drink. I've, I've, uh, I found uh, some light lemonade, some... some um, uh, for flavor, flavor. Give, it, give it a little sweet taste, and then I, <laughs> my wife went into the the liquor store and found light vodka. I didn't think you could get any lighter than vodka. Wait, wait, wait! Light vodka. Light vodka. Actually, the bottle was floating on the, uh, on the, uh, the, the the counter. The counter. Okay. You know what I mean? A little hoverboard action. <laughs> 
No, uh, light vodka. Yeah, I'd never heard of it. I, I used to actually bartend. I've never heard of it. You know. Yeah, that that makes two of us in the in the bartending experience. Never heard of light vodka. But uh, how many bottles of light vodka does it take to get a buzz? Or? I, well, you know, I was I was you know, and back in my days, I could drink. Now that I'm older, um, you know, I'm I'm a four four beer guy, and I'm I'm good to go. Actually, my wife sits there and says, uh, "Your your um, I don't want to say path, but your." Your style, maybe? Your style? Uh, it's drunk with style. My ritual. There we go. My, ri- my ritual. That's what I was looking for. My ritual is that I I drink, I eat, and I sleep. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, you know, so that never goes over well when I'm out at a party and I, I'm drinking and I eat and then I, I pass out somewhere. But, um, but yeah, so the, the light vodka, it, I drink like three glasses of that thing and I, I started to have a buzz. Okay. You know, I, 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 I turned to my wife and I said... Um, Light vodka, huh? <laughs> are you sure you didn't buy it on the corner where they're dumping water in the bottle? Uh, just really light. So, yeah, that's what I was drinking in combination with me being tired working out that day at Memorial Day. So I just was tired the whole day. Right. Just sitting on the couch. and But it was nice to have have that break. I like being able to um, relax from work. And Did you have... You had Memorial Day off, right? Yeah. Oh, that's right. We spent it together. That's right. We did spend it together. Yeah. Um... So I hope everyone had a Memorial Day weekend that was fun and uh, filled with lots of light vodka, because that's where we were, we were yeah. coming from. Um, I want to give a quick quick couple shout-outs to uh, some birthdays. We had some birthdays over the week, or last two weeks, actually, or three weeks. I think one birthday actually goes back to a couple weeks, and I forgot to, forgot to comment, uh, give a shout-out to them. So um, here's looking at you, uh, Mr. Brian Dobby. Uh, happy birthday, and um, keep smiling. Uh, Carrie Kuntz, we're glad you're one year older. Thank God. Yeah, uh, you you finally your age has finally reached your IQ. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm I'm kidding. I'm kidding. She's a great person and and, and super smart. So, um, and Jamie McCarthy down under, happy birthday to you. Um, what is what is that? I mean, are they how far behind us? Are they? Well, in Australian years, they're actually they're younger. I think. <laughs> I think it's like. A, <laughs> Is it the whole time warp thing with the toilets going backwards? Well, it's it's a mix. It really messes with your mind when the when you flush the toilets and they go back the other way. I uh, yeah, I couldn't I couldn't do. I, I would. Uh, I'm all for the bidet. The bit yeah. Well, I need a little washing, so it doesn't matter if it goes frontwards backwards. I need the bidet. <laughs> but happy birthday to you, Jamie. Okay, moving on. Uh, in the news, uh, entertainment wise, we have the Hobbit movies. Uh, they get official. Um, Titles actually, The Hobbit split into two movies. Did you hear about that? I thought it was just one last time I heard. Okay, yeah. but the last time, to be fair, the last time I heard, there was like seven different directors they've already <laughs> gone through since The Lord of the Rings came out. Yeah, I it, it, they call it the Curse of the Hobbit. Okay, actually, I don't know what they call it that, but that's what I call it. Mm. So, um, it, it just you know, after The Lord of the Rings, you know, blew everybody out of the water. And if if you were that one person that didn't like Lord of the Rings, uh, sorry. <laughs> but, it, but it's coming back. Um, and two more. <laughs> you know, uh, Peter Jackson, who directed uh, those movies, decided to, he just wanted to stay to, stay on as a, um, some in, in a producer form. You know, uh, I think he kind of got burnt out doing those movies and wanted to kind of step back. So he um, actually tapped, uh, uh, I think it's Gilliam, Gilliam Del Toro. Uh, from Hellboy fame and Blade Two, okay, and uh, Pan's Labyrinth. 
Oh. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, that was right up his alley. Yeah. You know what I yeah. mean? The Hobbit was right up his, his alley, but it was kind of weird. Um, you know, several months into production, he just decided to say, uh, get on. I think it's uh, net or lordofthering.net and just say, basically, see ya. I don't want to explain why I'm leaving, but it's just not working out for me. Bye-bye. You know? <laughs> So I don't, you know, and, and you know, as I understand it, him and Peter are pretty good friends, so um, I don't think it had anything to do with Peter Jackson as much as it had to do with the studios, you know. Um, so he decided to leave, and then it was kind of, you know, uh, a, a mismatch, uh, mismash, mosh, moosh of uh, directors. A mismash, moosh, moosh. Of rumors, I should say, that of who might come in, and then finally Peter Jackson decided to come back and direct these movies but then he's even ran into some some turmoil too uh i believe it was mgm uh studios i believe it's mgm and i i'm gonna be pissed if i get this wrong what's that you should we're we're (laughs) counting down points for the ones that you don't get right uh take your tally marks at home or take your bets of how much information i do get wrong during this podcast and it's not uh, intended to be an actual fact jazzy jeff will pay out when i'm wrong right but um yeah um so you know, uh, production got pushed back. I think he got his his foot got hurt at one point in time. Got pushed back, but then MGM ran into some troubles uh, financially, and then finally New Line and I believe some you know Joe Bob's company came in. I you know everyone everyone came onto the podcast today going, I'm taking notes. You know, I'm going to be uh, Jay Hat and Jazzy Jeff are going to fill us in on the n- newest and freshest of what's going on. And we're, we're I'm sorry, we're failing you today. Um, J Bob Entertainment. <laughs> J Bob Entertainment. That down. That's actually a new entertainment they're catching on. They did uh, Bob James <laughs> <laughs> movies. Well, you know, I I I woke up today. Here's the problem: is I as I woke up today, and um, this is what I felt like. I decided to eat only half of the acid at first, but I spilled the rest on the sleeve of my red woolen shirt. And here we are now. Bad, so, bad set situation to start out the day. I'm not even sure. Are we even recording a podcast right now? I don't. <laughs> did I don't you even know. did you even push record? Um, um, no, lights not on. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah, so The Hobbit ran into some troubles. Long story short, um, it is getting released. Okay. Uh, they are doing it as two as a two part movie. Um, I'm actually kind of ex- I'm excited about this more so than Lord of the Rings, and only because going into the Lord of the Rings, I didn't read the books. Okay. In fact, I was rather confused because back in fifth grade, I read the book The Hobbit, like our whole class did it. Okay. And when Lord of the Rings came, were coming out, um, I, I thought it was The Hobbit. <laughs> <laughs> so we get to that first movie, I was like, "Where the fuck is the dragon?" You know what I mean? Uh, uh, he's gonna be coming out. Someone's gonna shoot an arrow. It's gonna go through uh, the scale. You know, a hole in the scales. Blah blah blah. Spoiler alert: That's how the dragon dies. Um, movies done. Movies <laughs> done. There, there is no in between. Um, but uh, you know, yeah, yeah. So I, I got through Lord of the Rings, and I thought that that, that those were amazing movies, but they weren't the fucking Hobbit. I, you know, I didn't see. I, I saw a Hobbit in there. Actually, I saw a few. I saw some Hobbit love in, in huh. there. Right. Um, but uh, nothing. So I'm, I'm more excited for this just because this is the actual book I read. Uh, this is the one I remember. Um, actually. Um, someone gave me the Lord of the Rings books, and they were like, "Yeah, well, go ahead and read it." You know, and I, tr- I tried to sit down and read it, but I just I couldn't get into it. Yeah, you know what I mean. I'm not a big fan of going into a movie um, where I've already, or, or I'm sorry, going into a book where I've already seen the movie because then I visualize what someone else had projected uh, out yeah, there. Exactly, you know what I mean? Exactly. So, unless you're reading yet again Twilight, because then you can keep 
the image is real. Yeah. Well, my, my, my wife does that, so and I asked her, I was like, how do you do that? And she's like, huh? Just, I do. She, yeah. does, she does because she can. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so I know that you were all waiting for this part. Okay, so the movies get broken into two parts. Uh, we're looking at uh, 2012, we're going to get The Hobbit, An Unexpected Journey. Um, now, who who do we know is playing in The Hobbit? Um, actually, they're going to have Ian Holm, who played Bilbo in the in the in the Lord of the Rings. Okay. Do you know, do you know the history of the Hobbit? See, I have yet to uh, read the books. I'm they're on layaway right okay. now. Okay. The Hobbit basically takes place before the Lord of the Rings. Trilogy. Right. Okay. Um, and uh, there's a little um, small part in, I believe, the first uh, Lord of the Rings movie that kind of shows when Bilbo gets the ring and how he gets the ring in the cave. Okay. The Hobbit follows, you know, that that's taken from The Hobbit. Um, he's basically on this journey to, to go wherever. I can't remember even how he gets into it, but at some point, uh, you know, he ends up getting in this cave and uh, runs into trouble with, um, what is it, Schmeagol? No, not, not Schmeagol. Um, Smeagol? What's the, what's the, uh, yeah, my precious. Oh, uh, got Oh, God. <laughs> got you too. Yeah. Well, you know what? We right. don't have to have facts today. That's what we're doing. <laughs> if you haven't seen Lord of the Rings, we're not spoiling it for you. Remember the creepy guy that kind of looks like your grandpa in his underwear in the uh, Lord of the Rings trilogy? That's, that's who we're talking about, who wants the ring. Uh, why that name is... Oh, man. That's like forgetting fucking Yoda from Star Wars. Well, he also looks like a creepy old relative. <laughs> <laughs> At least he has the common courtesy to wear a goddamn robe. Right, you know right. I mean? You know? So, and talk um, funny. Exactly. Um, so anyways, we're going to get part two of The Hobbit. And we're kind of all over the place today with our cast. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm just jumping from here to here. Do we, do we want to finish what The Hobbit is? The Hobbit takes place before The Lord of the Rings. That's how Bilbo gets the ring. There's going to be two Bilbos. <laughs> There's going to be <laughs> a new priest and an old priest. <laughs> um, Bilbos and dildos. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so... Yeah, you get Ian Holm. I don't know how he plays into it, but uh, I don't know if they're going to be doing a flashback to the story. You're actually you're actually going to get um, uh, Frodo Baggins in this movie, which no. he's not even in the book, so I don't even know. I mean, actually, quite if that's that's some of the I don't want to say controversy because everyone's going, "Oh, Peter Jackson's back. He's doing this." It doesn't matter if he's got fucking King Kong swinging through the jungle. It's going to be good, you know. But um, yeah, you're going to get Legolas. He's going to be in the movie somehow. Um, wow, really? Is yeah. it going to be the same actors playing these characters? Yeah, they, they just announced that they signed on um, Orlando Bloom to play um, Legolas again. Okay. So, um, and it, what's that? I was going to say shocker that he played, you know, in one of those movies. I've yet to see uh, pretty much him, Orlando Bloom, playing very many different roles other than like that old school or you know, uh, uh, late, uh, okay, medieval looking things and you know lord of the rings even though it's not medieval you know the sword fighting and he's in every sword fighting movie there is you yeah know? he's definitely like pirates that. he's in lord of the rings he's in well i guess not in new pirates i guess no no he he dropped out of there um i think they're pretty much they you know they hide behind the i'm not getting paid enough but i think johnny depp was like fuck him this is my <laughs> movie now and i'm gonna be captain jack sparrow and every i gotta get all the money yeah you know so and I'm going to try really hard not to say you know so much in this cast. I, I was listening to the old cast, and I said, you know, I, I think I counted like 30 to 40 times. You counted them? Not really, but thanks for calling me out. Oh. I, 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 <laughs> I didn't really get any tallies. Um, 
And I'll tell you what. Who are these people? These faces? Where do they come from? Uh, moving on. No, we're not going to move on. I didn't even get to the name of the titles. People got to know what they're going to. You know. Alright, so The Hobbit is uh, going to come out in 2012. And that one's going to be called An Unexpected Journey. Uh, and then in 2013, a year later, we get a whole year before the next one. Okay. Uh, it's going to be The Hobbit there and back again. You know, let me, let me, I want to speak to this real quick. <sighs> Did, I mean, maybe, maybe we spoke about it in the last podcast. I don't remember it, but this whole cash cow thing of splitting movies up in two. Did we talk about this last time? Uh, no, I don't think we didn't. <sighs> yeah, I, I just want to speak to this because I just find it irritating that if you... If it's, you know, they, they, you know like Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows, it's being split up into two movies, right. right? It's one book, but it's being split up into two movies. And they hide behind this idea of there's so much information in the book and we, we, just, we have to split it up in two. Well, bullshit. Because, um, what was there? There was a couple books uh, prior to that that it was, you know, I think it was The Goblet of Fire or perhaps the one after that. It was the biggest book of the series. They didn't split. They didn't split that one into two fucking movies. Right. You know what I mean. Right. And 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 a lot of people said that even though the movie was good, they're not getting to see everything that was in the book. And and and, and most movies when they get adapted from a book, they do cut a lot of stuff up because they have to fit it in the time frames. And they also have to put like the entertainment value. Not everything that's in a book is going to be as entertaining as it is on movie Hollywood. Just because like, oh yeah, this is like Flash, Bang, you know, like all the big yeah. you know extravaganza stuff. Yeah. So. And it, it's it's totally a cash cow thing, you know. What I mean, oh, yeah. it's, it's the it's the last movie in the series. Uh, what are we going to do? Let's split it into two movies. Uh, you know, they're going to go see it. You know, what I mean, they got to see the first part. Yeah, got to see the second part. You know, they they did that with uh, the new Twilight movie that's coming out. It's the last one in the series. I couldn't tell you what the name of it is, but uh, it's the last one in the series, and they're splitting it in two. Right? Why? It doesn't need to be split into two. You know what I mean? The rest of the books could have been two parts. In fact. If they could adapt, um, you know, books perfectly to movie form, and it took them two movies to do it, I'd go see both one, both of them. Right. I, you know, I, I love when um, when movies hang off. I mean, one of my favorite movies out there uh, that does that does it does it well. You know, Empire Strikes Back. Right. You know, what I mean, it was the, one of the first movies to ever sit there and go. Um, uh, not only did the good guys not win, they're fucked. <laughs> yeah. You know? And come back next time. Yeah. You know, Darth Vader is your dad. Holy shit! Blow me out of my pants. Um, uh, Han Solo, um... And spoiler alert, if you haven't seen that... Yeah, we should put that out there. Um, if you have not seen Empire Strikes Back, um, you've been living under a fucking rock for... Luke Skywalker's dad is Darth Vader. Uh, and Anakin becomes Darth Vader. Boom! (sighs) Got it. Done. Uh, I think it has blew out everyone's eardrums by doing that, but, uh... Yeah, you know, the movie ends, uh, um, on on a bad note. You know, Han's going into to, uh, Carbonite. Uh, Boba Fett's got him. Uh, the the rebellion spread out. You know, and they end the movie. Yeah. You know, and I, and I love that. And that would be a, that would be a case to 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 make make the second part. You know, and it, the same thing with uh, the Pirates of the Caribbean, um, Dead Man's Chest. They did the same thing. You know what I mean? They they ended on a on a, on a downer note. You know. And now we all knew that they were going to come back with another one. You know, Empire Strikes Back. No, no one knew if they were going to come out with another one. Right. Um, you know, the, the news just didn't travel like that. But, uh, but yeah, so, you know, you know, going forward, all these, and I said, you know, going forward, we're, do they need to split these movies up? Now, I think The Hobbit is an obvious case of 
we want to make money off this. We made so much money off of the trilogy. We and I and, and it also gives Peter Jackson the opportunity to throw all this stuff in from Lord of the Rings, like the old actors that weren't in the book, all right. know, the characters that weren't in the book. Um, but it is Peter Jackson. I mean, Peter Jackson. His effects and stuff were yeah. just they're insane. Yeah. I mean, well, and he knows he knows how to tell a story. You know, uh, he knows how to how to how to make. That's why you know I don't think they could have picked anyone else to do this because you look at Lord of the Rings and I hate to pimp that out so much, but the reason I do is because that was like the Star Wars of our generation. Right. You know what I mean? What what the new Star Wars should have been was That's Lord of the Rings. It, right. You yeah. know what I mean? It, it, it's 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 a huge epic scale movie. You know, broken into three parts. Broken into three parts. <laughs> But that, but that one was, yeah, it's three books though. Maybe, I mean, maybe uh, James, uh, um, or not James, Tolkien. We'll just say Tolkien. I don't know. Mr. Tolkien. The first name. J.R. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, maybe he was doing that back then. Maybe he was sitting there thinking, I bet you I'm going to make some money. <laughs> I've got one story, but I'm going to break it into three. <laughs> everything, but if you think about it, everything, uh, once it becomes big, if they, if they can make it to three, they will. Whether they have to butcher the series or not. The original Batman. You know, I mean, how bad was that third one? You know, uh, just every every movie. Matrix first one was good. Yeah. Second one was mediocre. Why did you watch the third one? I don't know. Yeah. I'm not sure. I uh, I didn't want to go into the thir- third Matrix. I just it left me hanging, and not in a good way. Yeah. Yeah, hanging in, in like when you when you when you open up. Uh, I want to go into that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So the Hobbit movies getting split into two. Uh, an unexpected journey coming out in 2012, and then we're gonna have there and back again. A uh, Hobbit's Tale will be back in 2013. So, do we have any other movies coming out um, this week? Any other movies coming out this week? Well, did we hear any other movies? <laughs> well, uh, you know, The Hangover Part Three just got announced. Did you hear about that? Are you serious? Yeah. I haven't even seen the second one. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's kind of like the new fad with um, with. With um, with Hollywood now is is that they'll look at the numbers, you know, opening up on, on opening weekend, and right away they'll they'll lock something in. And, and I think the reason that they're doing it is because they want to they want to ride the wave of excitement for the movie for that weekend. You know what I mean? You know, they're all everyone went and liked it. We made you know three point four million dollars. Uh, let's announce the next. Let, let's sign these guys on before they turn around and sit there and go, "I want more money." Because the movie already made a lot of right, money. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Um, I don't know how excited I am, but I have not seen Hangover Part Two. I haven't either. You know, and I, you know, to go back, to go back to the first Hangover, um, I liked the movie, but it was kind of my Austin Powers experience. And I know that you're probably sitting there going, "How the fuck does Hangover uh, relate to Austin Powers?" Uh, well, when I went and saw the first Austin Powers. And I'm sure a lot of people have experienced this uh, with maybe that movie or other movies, is that I didn't get I didn't go opening weekend. This is back before I had money and I couldn't go opening weekend. Um, uh, I don't even have money now, but I still try, I still try. Well, to we go. have a show now, though. Yeah, exactly. Uh, all, all the all the coins that are coming in uh, for the show. Um, when I went and saw first Austin Powers, I knew all the quotes. I knew all the funny parts. Why? Because everyone, you know. Comes, you know, this is back in like high school for me. But would come into school and go, "Does that make you horny, baby?" and and all this stuff. And so by the time I got there, like it wasn't funny. Well, if you hear everything beforehand, I mean, just I, that's that's what makes half these movies so funny. Is most of them aren't even supposed to be 
these big movies. Uh, you know, The Wedding Crashers wasn't supposed to be a big movie. It was just a surprise hit that just because everybody yeah. liked it. But then if you took your time and didn't go to see the movie, you heard all the funny parts. You heard about the motorboat, and then you heard yeah. about, you know. And uh, and I think it really takes the experience. I, but I think that also has to do with how fast the word travels now. You know, like there's, there's always... Uh, um, you know, there's technology telling you everything. We talked about it last week on the show with, uh, you know, people are bootlegging trailers and, and all that good stuff. And, and everybody wants stuff right now. There's no patience anymore and uh, kind of movie savvy. Yeah. Well, and I just, so when I finally got around to seeing The Hangover, uh, I kind of felt like this. That's as good as it's going to get. Because I'd already known everything that was going on, you know. And it was funny. I mean, the, the you know... I think I, I think I got the biggest laugh when, um, you know, in the scene. Spoiler alert! <laughs> in the scene where they roll up to pick up their one friend, they say, "Paging Doctor Faggot." Paging <laughs> Doctor Faggot. So I mean, and because I, you know, no one had said that to me uh, prior to, but so, well, let me ask you this: Having not seen The Hangover, are you interested in seeing The Hangover Part Two? You know, um, I think I don't really have a choice. I think sometimes movies just. Uh, once I've already been in there and seen the first one, if it was entertaining enough or if it was so bad enough to keep me interested that they made another one. And, 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 I, and the reason I say that is because Fast and the Furious 5, which I saw, is, is, is an investment. You know, I've already spent almost a couple hundred dollars seeing these movies, you know, going and seeing them, you know, with the candy and everything. It's an investment at this point. So The Hangover, I did really like that movie, so I, I will see the second one, although it does look like the first. Yeah, actually, I I'm not one to sit there and follow reviews, right? But because I I think that there's been enough movies in my time that I'm like, you know, oh Ebert said this sucked, you know, or, or, or whoever, you know, uh, Morning John and your local newspaper, you know, went and saw it at the theater, um, and then I would see the movie and it was good. But when you have enough reviews, kind of saying the same thing. When it's the general consensus, and actually a good thing now, uh, here's the tip of the day, folks: is go to Yahoo uh, and go to your movie section on the internet, and it has what the critics say, but then it also has what Yahoo users say, um, and the users are usually um, y- y- you and I, boys and girls. I mean, it's the, it's the same people that are going to see, want to go see this movie. They went and saw it, and um, you know, this is what they had to say about it, but. That, that's a good way to kind of find out, and I, I kind of base it on if you know, twenty-five people are sitting there saying the same thing. That's probably good, good guess that it's, that's probably what it's going to be like. But um, although I do have to disagree with uh, everyone's uh, sucker punch, uh, everyone said that movie was terrible, and I was all excited about it because it was Zack Snyder. But then everyone said it was terrible, or then they say it was terrible because of Zack Snyder. But they just said there was no story. It's the terrible. I mean, they're ranking this below, like you know, like Geely and stuff like that. And I was like, they're... first off, <laughs> yeah, that's... nothing ranks lower than Geely. Yeah. Okay, well, that's not entirely true. A little shout out to Robot Holocaust, a forty dollar budget movie. I'm guessing all porn actors. It's a good movie. Check it out. You have to look it up online because I've never seen it at the video store. But uh, it's a good waste of your time. You had me at porn. Hey, hey. Everybody has you at porn. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so... And I ended up liking Sucker Punch. I ended up going in there with a lot of low expectations. I think that's kind of the way to go anyways. It's going there with low expectations on a movie. And uh, it'll blow you away. Mm-hmm. 
yeah, so I've heard that the, the Hangover Part 2 is ex- exactly the same thing, only, you know, they turn it up a notch. And it's a, it's a different locale, um, but everything's turned up to the, the you know, the nth degree. Yeah. So, um, so I guess my, my, my question would be, where do you go? Where For do you Hangover go? 3. Yeah, I mean... Maybe it's sober. To the maybe. moon. <laughs> They get to the moon, you know. Um, it's futuristic. It's yeah. set in the, in the in the future. They have futurif- futuristic roofies. Well, did yeah. you know though? Did you know in 2012, the end of the world, um, they're actually supposed to be uh, building a hotel where you can actually have like a hotel out in uh, space. Not this is gonna, actually true. Not gonna fucking happen. No, no, this is true. And the way they're gonna do it is they're going to give it's like it's like four million dollars for like for for I think it's like eight weeks or something like that. Yeah. But like then they fly you down for th- for the four million dollars they fly you down for three weeks for like training or whatever just to just to be up there. But essentially they're gonna build it and I, and it and Yes, I've wanted that for a long time, but who the hell can afford four million dollars and go go to the the moon or whatever? But why are we not on the moon? Can we figure that out? Like we well, went to the moon years ago. And you know, I'll tell you why. Because they've cut funding going to NASA. True. So we're not even we're not even in the space race anymore. We're not. I mean, there there's no there, there's nothing propelling us forward. Right. You know, we're too busy contributing it all to the you know the war. Yeah. Getting Bin Laden, which woo! All right, yeah. we got Bin Laden, but let's get the fuck on the moon now. Yeah, let's let's, let's stop. stop hanging around in the sand desert and go to the moon. You know, I know desert. everyone has everyone has the the fear of of uh, Transformers being on the moon, but yeah, they could be good. I haven't seen the movie yet. They could be good. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So uh, Transformers good. Uh, Bin Laden bad, but Bin Laden's dead. Let's, yeah, let's go on. Let's move and, on. And then moving on. <laughs> yeah. So there's there's no there's no funding uh, going to NASA. And actually, you can find out more uh, if you go to baldmove.com and listen to my boys uh, at Blue Yonder. Um, they have a podcast that kind of goes into that a little bit. Uh, Jim Jones and uh, Aaron Hubbard kind of knock it out of the park and let you know what's going on. Um, you can find them at baldmove.com. About on space Blue Yonder. and NASA. Yes, yes. Those guys, um, man, they, they get they get down to business when it gets into the geek talk. They know what they're talking about. Um, they're like our, our cousins from another mother. Right. So um, so go check them out, baldmove.com, uh, Blue Yonder podcast. Uh, let's see. Moving on. we got uh, upcoming TV shows were announced for the new uh, fall schedule on TV. Guess I didn't see t- say TV enough. TV one more time. Are you excited for anything? Got anything that you know is going to come out? Um, you know it's it's usually the same show, but uh, a different twist. Um, uh, in almost all fall shows. But you know what show? It's not coming out in fall. But I actually I actually just watched. And I I was thinking about this this morning. Um, I watched the show New York Inc. And if you've ever seen the show Miami Inc., oh, okay, yeah. uh, it's it's got the guy, the Ami James guy from from New York Inc. And if you've ever seen Miami Inc., if you watch New York Inc., it's the same show. Just in case you want, to, <laughs> in case you didn't want to know, you want to save yourself some time. It is the same show. Um, I will say the uh, uh, to DVR it unless you like all the drama stuff. But uh, the tattoo work is actually really exceptional. They got the Tim Hendricks, which uh, is one of my favorite tattoo artists. He's very good in black and gray. So if you're into that. I would say check that out. Um, you can mute it though because it's just 
it's a little drama centric, but it's interesting because I actually went to that shop. I went to the Miami Ink shop, yeah. and uh, one of my buddies got tattooed there. And they said that the reason that they stopped wanting the show, the Ami James and there's, there's Chris Nunez or something like that, is the uh, um, is the other owner, yeah. and he was on the show too. And they said the original idea for them doing this, which was the first tattoo show, was because they wanted to to show how the artwork gets going and how a tattoo shop starts. You know, and then the camera's kind of focused on, like, the drama, which is going to happen at work no matter where you're at. But, uh, you know, that's what sells. So, you know, they kind of got out of there. So it's interesting to see that he's in New York doing the same show um, in New York. <laughs> is it in New York? It is in New York. He opened up a shop. Apparently he, he says that he hasn't been, um, he, or he used to, he tattooed in, in New York 20 years ago when apparently it was illegal to uh, to tattoo but then he got spit up and chewed out, and now he wants re- revenge in New York. So, well, let me ask you this: When you got done, because you watched the first episode, right? Right. I've seen. I only, there's only one episode. Is there? Did it leave you uh, feeling like this? I don't know if that's not the reason that they didn't have the plug-in because Randy uh, just died. But that should have been the commercial right there for, <laughs> for the New York Inc. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I, you know, I did check out that show. Um, I got, I, and I did get into the inks, but I think when it got into the L.A. Inc., I was just kind of, I, you know, I... It, I don't I, yeah, I just, yeah. It's the same, <laughs> it's the same show, and, like, I think it would be interesting, the only interesting part is, like, the, the artwork and then that there's... You know, it'd be interesting to work in a tattoo shop, but it's just like any other reality show. We got to have drama. We got to have we got to have people in there that are gonna cause shit to I, happen. I just kind of feel like when you'd watch that show after a while, especially like when I started getting in the third and the fourth of, of whatever ink it was. Right. I mean, you, it was it was basically uh, you know it was there was a formula to it. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Insert uh, a couple of people's sad stories or happy stories. Uh, insert art. And insert uh, whatever tattoo artist is pissed uh, off. That yeah, day. is pissed off that day, and, and there you have it. You know, or, or they're pissed off at each other. Um, but is that not? Is that essentially is that not almost all reality TV? That could almost be any situation, any job. Yeah, exactly. Know, exactly. All right, today. Uh, um, you know, Joe was pissed at uh, this guy for the. I mean, it's the. It's just, you know. It's I mean, I've never been pissed. Let, let me just say this right now for any of my employees listening, and because I don't actually have any employees, but fellow <laughs> fellow coworkers, if you will, um, uh, I've never been mad at my work before, so I don't know why people are angry. But uh, but but anyway, back to back to some other shows. What other, what other shows we got this? Well, I, wait, I've seen you mad. I, mean, I, remember <laughs> one, I remember one time I walked into the room and. I mean, you were pretty, pretty, pretty mad. Uh, because I'm wild. <laughs> Thank you, Randy. <laughs> but um, that was just, that was just Randy impersonating you when you were. Mad. Well, yeah, he actually got that from me, and uh, I do get money every time he says that. Isn't that unbelievable? <laughs> um, see, now some of the shows I'm looking forward to is they've got uh, the, there's a Terra Nova show coming out. Have you heard about this show? No. Uh, basically, it's a Steven Spielberg produced show where civilization is on the brink of extinction. Oh, the Aliens show. Uh, no, well, that's another one that he's producing too, okay. um, and I'm sure that they're on the brink of extinction as well. Right, I think um, they're probably on the brink. <laughs> everybody's on the brink. All right. <laughs> um, it, so basically, civilization uh, has a, a, a you know a, 
a crackhead idea to go back in time and restart civilization in the dinosaur world. Okay. You know, dino, uh, dinosaur world. Land of, land of di- the dinosaurs when uh, they were roaming and they were breathing. You know what I'm saying? I heard what you said about me a few days ago, yeah. Um, so, it looks interesting. I mean, you can't go wrong with Spielberg and dinosaurs. You know? Yeah, yeah. He has, he has uh, a past or history of doing stuff with dinosaurs and, and the end of the world, essentially. But, uh, you know, I like Spielberg. I, I like his movie, or, or most of his movies. But is that not kind of becoming his thing now? You know, is, is the end of the world? Oh, well, I don't know. I mean... I think the end of the world with those last couple of movies. I I felt the end of the world after Indiana Jones and the Crystal, Crystal Skull. Oh, that was an awful movie. I was so pissed at the end of that movie, mostly because those guys were, you know, the rock and rock and the brick, if I can say that stone in the in the wall of you know late seventies, early eighties movies. I mean, they pioneered what a blockbuster is today. Right. So, and 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 who didn't love Indiana Jones? Right. I mean, Indiana Jones blew action adventure out of the water back then i mean and there's tons of movies that are that are you know so it just blows my mind to when i got done with um uh watching indiana jones and seeing what a piece of shit it was i mean unbelievable terribly acted bad cgi i mean i was just because it's mind-boggling to you yeah um yeah, it, it really was mind-boggling. But, but you know what I think is more mind-boggling about that? And, and I did see that movie. I was was very disappointed because I also enjoyed the Indiana Jones films. But what was really, uh, what's really more mind-boggling, I think, is wh- where the hell did Harrison Ford's acting ability go? I mean, I watched him in Star Wars and I loved him. And you know now it's just like he's just like, well, I'm Harrison Ford, you know, I can just, you know. Suck. <laughs> and also, but you know what? I want, I'm actually interested to see, and I know this is, but I'm interested to see the the movie um, Cowboys vs. Aliens. Got the dude from James Bond. Yeah. But I'm but I'm scared because Harrison Ford's in it. You know, in the last like three movies I've seen him, Harrison Ford. It's like ah, I feel like I should be suing Harrison Ford for eight bucks. Well, to me, he's kind of lost his. Uh, he's just not tough anymore. I don't I don't believe him. He kind of sleepwalks through his his movies. Um, but you know he's not in TV, so thankfully we won't have to see him in TV. Yeah. Um, so what other TV shows then we got coming on? Uh, well, another one I'm, I'm looking forward to is the Playboy Club. The Playboy. Have you heard about this? Now, is this an end of the world uh, show as well? No, it's it's. Uh, I mean, if going to the Playboy Club is the end of the world, um, bring on Armageddon. Okay. You know, so uh, no, it's just um, it's a look at the lies of the Playboy bunnies working at Hugh Hefner's first Playboy Club, which I believe was in Chicago. Okay, um, so it's kind of like I think it's NBC's one of NBC's answers to Mad Men. There's a huge Mad Men has a huge following. It takes place back, I believe, in the '60s. Maybe it's the '50s. Um, following you know an advertising company, but it's it's a huge hit and it's it's doing well. So I think because um, you know they have another movie or another show com- coming out called Pan Am, um, which basically follows flight attendants um, back in the '60s, which is going to star Kristen and Richie. Ooh. So I guess she I guess they <laughs> no one in the movie studio is wanting Kristen and Richie. So she's she's on TV, folks. Uh, Wednesday Adams is on TV. Get excited. Um, Something else coming out, uh, new Charlie's Angels. Are you excited about that? No way. They are really getting a Charlie's Angels show again? Yeah, I think they... I think folks are really wanting to wash the taste out of their mouth, you know, after the Charlie's Angels movies, or at least after Full Throttle. 
Yeah. You know, that was kind of a little above and beyond. <laughs> and beyond, beyond. So, those are a couple shows uh, to be looking forward to. They come out in the fall. I'm excited. Those are a couple ones that I'm probably watching. Um, just just because. I, I do want to mention one more show. Uh, fans of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Michelle Geller's back. Uh, she's going to be on The CW again, which is where uh, um, she used to be on. And she's going to be a new show where she plays a recovering addict who takes on her twin sister's identity. Ooh. That doesn't really reel me in. Who gives, a, who gives a shit? No. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, whatever. But, but, and another another shout out for people returning to uh, TV. You know, this is a little late. But uh, Zach Morris back on TNT. Oh, yeah. Drama, drama, drama. What's the show called? Uh, Franklin and Bash. Uh, but but it's 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 a lawyer show. In case you've never seen one of those on TNT or ever, um, where they are great lawyers who do work outside the box. Bet you they deal with a lot of punks. You don't mess with Zach the Morris or whatever you went by back then. You know, I hope he, I hope it does well. I, I, I think um, um, him and, and, and the other guy I can't think of his name, Breck and Meyer. There we go. Um, I enjoy I enjoy stuff that they do. I mean, I, I dug the Zach Morris back then. I like you know the, the the pants rolled up and the high tops and the California slicked up hair, um, or at least Tiffany Amber Thiessen, whichever came first. Um, but yeah, hopefully that does well. So justice with a twist. Justice. Um, well, moving along, I just want to touch on music here real quickly. Uh, we do have a few new releases. Uh, have you heard about any of these new releases? We've got your buddy uh, Lady Gaga. She's got a new release out called Born This Way. Woo! And, you know, I don't really want to like go on a big rant or big bash or why her music sucks because technically I can't comment on her music. Because I've only heard what's on the radio, so there might be some song on her on her CD that I'm like, oh, I, that's good. Where she really expresses her artistic ability. Yeah, but so I don't even want to want to talk about her music as as much as I want to talk about her, and I just want to I want to say this by saying that Madonna did this. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you couldn't have hit it more on on the head. Is that it's you know it's it's almost, it's almost like. People are sitting there going, "Well, fuck what Madonna did," yeah. you know. And we want, you know, we don't, we don't. She's not copying. She's, she's homaging her. But I, she doesn't even recognize anything as as an homage. You know what I mean? I mean, I can't even think of what the one song's name is. But there's one song she played at the Grammys this year that was complete, complete Madonna. I mean, I think it was "Express Yourself," which I think is is, is funny that. Um, like copycat. Says, yeah. You know, express yourself, not express Madonna. Right, right. You know, but but even more so, like I just don't get the sticking the stuff in the face or the shoulders. Um, I mean, there, there's Halloween costumes for that that yeah. you could express your. <laughs> why you have to deform? Well, I think yourself. I think more or less, uh, more or less. I'm not mad that she puts the things in her face because I think there's a lot of there's a lot of like different cultures out there that do different types of things. But what pisses me off about that is. Uh, is is she's not doing it because the same reason those people that are putting on she's doing it because I need more attention I need to be different I need to be somebody else just shock value and you know like there's so many bands that have actually done that I mean she's doing she's following Madonna 
But, you know, I mean, Kiss did the makeup, you know, I mean, the, the, whatever, Slipknot did the masks, you know, I mean, it's all, it's a grab me thing rather than, hey, check out my music. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's what they call business savvy, you yeah. know, great marketing, but there's, there's other ways to do that, and, and, I mean, it, and other than music, but, I mean, we could probably go on and on about... Miss Gaga. Yeah, and other musicians that, that kind of do that type of thing, but... It just bugs me because I don't want... I've got kids. Mm. You know what I mean? I don't want them coming home with uh, prosthetic parts. I don't even say prosthetic. I don't even know what the hell they are. I mean, but stuff under your skin. You know well, what I mean? Well, good news for you. I think your kids are a few years away from putting things in their body. Well, you never know. You never know. I yeah. think... I'm praying you have to be 18 years <laughs> old. four-year-old, you know, he's already singing the Gaga songs. The next thing you know, he's going to come up from preschool and he's going to have, you know, unicorn horn coming out of his head. Unicorn horn. So... But I'm saying, Daddy, poker face. The other uh, album, I, I, uh, a point of interest I want to point out is Death Cab for Cutie has a new album coming out. And, um, you know, I haven't bought anything from Death Cab for Cutie. But I do like their music. They had a concert on, on VH1 there night that was just, it, it was good. I don't think the lead singer can really sing all that great live, but I like what he can do on the album. You know what I mean? With, with the tricks that he can do. Um, are you Death Cab for Cutie fan at all? See, they're kind of an underground uh, thing. I like. Um, I found. I've heard like a few songs uh, that I found, you know, interesting. But it's kind of that kind of that underground scene. Uh, uh, yet, yet they're, they they kind of you know, what am I thinking? Indie maybe. But uh, yeah, it's all. It's they're alternative. Okay. They're alternative. <laughs> What's not alternative? Yeah, they're the alternative to alternative. Right. Um, yeah, so they have a new album called coming out called Codes and Keys. So look for that in your local music store or. Does do anyone does anyone even go to the music store anymore? Or iTunes. Look at iTunes dot yeah. com or whatever. I'm sorry, I'm old school. I'm still playing records. Actually I'm not playing records, I'm playing eight tracks. <laughs> so Alright, so that's your music news. Uh I wanna kinda get into we're in a little long say, but I wanna get into the uh, um X Men first class review. Um, the new X-Men movie, I managed to go and check it out yesterday. Now, I have yet to see this movie, but I'm excited for it. I think we talked about it a little bit last week. Because um, uh, they're going back to the like the 60s and the and the missile cri- Cuban Missile Crisis, right? Yeah, and they they actually do that well. I, I, I won't say that as far as scenery, every, everything's laid out as, oh, this looks like I'm watching a, a film from the 60s. Right. But they tie the whole Cuban Missile Crisis... Um, into the story well and about how um, it's kind of cool because that the way they end it is they, sh- they show how y- you know hu- I mean humans are going to have fear of mutants anyways but no. they kind of sh- tie into how that kind of fear started because I mean they're it's the powers they have or you know or, or what they look like is, is how they're feared you know um, but I won't go too much into, into the ending but I will say um, yeah it was a pretty good flick um, and I definitely rank it up there. Um, my, you know, a lot of people, I know a lot of people like X two. I actually watched X two again last night. Um, but uh, you know, I, I think the first is the best, and not just because it was the first, but um, um, it's. I, I went back and watched it again before I went to my first class, and it still holds up. You know, and that's that's kind of how I base it. If a movie's good, if I'm watching it, I, don't know, I think it came out in two thousand, maybe you know, eleven years later, and it still holds up. That's a pretty decent flick. But this new one, this new one's pretty good. Um, it does a good job of, if you have watched the last three or four movies, to, um, you know, I think 
um, a lot of people would kind of almost be scared or steered away because it's like, well, we've already sorry, we've already seen four movies, you know, so far, you know, it's going to be kind of boring. But it re- it refreshes, it reinvigorates the uh, the the series because it goes back before and shows how you know it's a relationship between Magneto and um, Professor X, how they how they begin and their relationship with starting the X Men and relationship with working with our government. Um, uh, pretty decent. There were some parts where I was kind of like. They probably could have picked a better actor for that because they didn't act very well. But that was more of the, the kind of B type characters or uh, uh, what's the side what's characters? The, side characters, yeah, or you know, not the main characters. You know, um, um, I forget his name, but the guy that played Magneto does a really good job. You know, and it, it almost you almost want to root for him to you know how like in Star Wars, you know what I mean. They wanted to make you feel bad for Anakin turning to, to, to Darth Vader, right? Right. But by the time I got into Darth, Darth Vader, it's like, fuck yeah. I'm so tired of watching this whiny-ass bitch <laughs> <laughs> complain about... If I got to hear him complain about another goddamn thing, I, let's let's kick some ass. He's Darth Vader now. You know? I mean, I, th- I think um, everyone will agree with me on that, but perhaps not. But yeah, so you, you, know, you get through the movie and you're kind of like, oh man, now he's got to be bad. But you almost kind of root for him to, to finish off, you know, and you can kind of see why he's turning bad. You know, I don't want to I don't want to spoil the ending for you, but um, it it just it works well. And then some of the the, the, the prosthetics or the, the parts that they use for Beast and and I mean that, that kind of took me out of the movie. With Mystique is they didn't look as good as in the other two movies. Okay, you know, um, but overall the characterization of those two characters is done really well, and you kind of see you know. How Mystique hooks up with Magneto, and um, it's it's a good flick. It's worth your money. I, I suggest you see it in the theater. I, I don't think you need to wait to for DVD or Netflix or anything of that nature. You go go see, go support because if they if, if they're going to come back out of the gate giving us an X Men movie like this, um, I'll continue to go. I'll buy. It, it was good. You know, I would say A minus, and only because you know, like I said, prosthetics and there was a couple parts where it's kind of like, oh, that acting was a little cheesy, but James McAvoy does well as Professor X. Um, I actually, Professor X, Patrick Stewart, um, looks like him, sounds like him, but at the end of the day, I was like, I don't sit there and go, oh, I miss Professor, I miss Patrick Stewart, I hope he comes back. And that, that was prior to this movie. Now, going to this movie, uh, James McAvoy actually makes you like the character, makes you enjoy the character. Not that you didn't like the character before, but made you, you know, it wasn't just kind of a brush-off character. Well, and I think, I think good actors like that can do stuff like that. I think, uh, I think, uh, you know, going in to see The Dark Knight, you know, I was like, who the hell does Heath Ledger think he is trying to be Joker? Yeah. And Jack Nicholson, and like, I love Jack Nicholson as a Joker. Heath Ledger was a lot better. Yeah. And in a, in a different way, not that they, Jack Nicholson didn't play a great Joker, it's just they were two different Identities in the same character, and it, it's kind of interesting to see when a good actor, two good actors, can play one character, um, and see where the it takes the movie because it takes it somewhere else. Yeah, and I, you know, I'll, I'll speak to this by saying, excuse me, um, that Jack Nicholson played the best Joker you could play of that time. Right. You know, you look at Heath Ledger, and he is playing the best Joker that he can do of this time. You know, it's a more modernized Joker. It was kind of that whole neo-punk Joker, whereas back in the 80s, comics were still comics, and when they were, tra- you know, translated to the movies, it was still kind of had to be, 
you know, kid friendly. And, yeah, well, maybe not well, kid friendly, well, campy, but campy. Well, camp, yeah, and camp. I wouldn't even say. It, 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 they almost looked at the Batman TV show and they said, "Well, how can we make this real life?" Yeah. You know, and and less campy, but it was still he still had the bright, you know, white uh, skin and the bright green hair. Uh, whereas now people want the more, you know, you know, gritty looking style, um, more realistic style, which back then that still wasn't as realistic as it could have been, but it was for the times, you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I completely agree with you. And I think that that's kind of what they did, you know, at the time when I was watching X-Men, I think professor X, Patrick Stewart, um, was great, you know, at the end of, but like I said, at the end, I wasn't going Oh, I can't wait to see more Patrick Stewart. I was like, I can't wait to see more Wolverine, or I can't wait to see more of, uh, you know, at the time, Magneto. Um, uh, Michael Fassbender, that's who it is. That's who plays um, Magneto in the new movie. And he was most recently seen prior to this movie, uh, I believe, in Inglorious Bastards. He plays the English agent that goes undercover uh, with the bastards to meet... Uh, oh, that's right. Yeah. And they have that whole scene where they're sitting yeah. in the... I recognized him yeah. before. It doesn't last very long in the movie. No. But... <laughs> He um, fucked it up. He fucked it. <laughs> we yeah. won't give away the ending if you've never seen Inglourious Bastards. Um, yeah, so, but go see go see X Men. Go support. Uh, it's uh, Matthew Vaughn who did Kick Ass. He did uh, Stardust. He did um, Player Cake and much more. I mean, he's he's a talented guy and he does well. So go check it out. It's good. Um, I'll say if you went and saw Thor and you liked Thor. You'll get just as much enjoyment. I, I, I would say both those movies were, were an A minus for me. So, um, you know, it, it was the best X Men movie I've ever seen. Did it blow me out of the water? No, but good enough to, to warrant an A, A minus. <laughs> an A. So with a minus. Um, so moving on, uh, we're on to our category: things that piss us off. You got anything that pisses you off today, and or Jazzy Jeff? Uh, <laughs> and, and, and Jazzy Jeff And Jazzy Jeff uh, You know I think I'll, there's always Stuff pissing you off um, um, But uh, but I think you had a, You had an interesting thing you wanted to get going with First and I, I'm interested to hear this Well I'm sticking With the C's I know last week was Customer service uh, This week is common courtesy Common courtesy uh, I run into this all the freaking time And I just it pisses me off Um uh, for those, uh, I'm gonna tell a story about my good friend uh, Mason Battery. Um, he uh, was telling me about how he lives in an apartment complex, and in this apartment complex, there's rules to be followed, and nobody follows the rules. You know, you you, you live in a community, you know, um, just by the nature of how you're living, you know. But uh, you know, there's there's there there's smoking allowed in the apartments, but they smoke in the hallways. They smoke outside the windows. They smoke everywhere. I mean, I Mason must live in uh, the most. Uh, I don't know what's, what's the word I'm looking for. Um, just no, all, he, what's that? Does he live in the ghetto? <laughs> he doesn't live in the ghetto. That's the thing. Is he lives in the you know a nice uh, suburb community? You know, so why there would be. But let me speak to this on the suburb community uh, aspect. I. I, I have noticed that when you go downtown Milwaukee, the, you know, whether you're downtown, well, it, it, there's sp- certain spots. And I would say certain spots you don't really want to be 
jogging <laughs> in Milwaukee, but for the most part, people are out and jogging and running, and they're and they they not not necessarily the common courtesy, but it, but it, but it seems people are more excited to see other people and they're and they're more outward friendly. I think in the suburbs, it's they moved away from that because they're afraid they're going to get, uh, you know. I don't even know. They're just not very courteous. But but, but I, I have noticed the uh, the common courtesy aspect, the, the never holding your doors. And, and when you hold a door for somebody, you know, when she's a pretty girl or whatever, um, and they just look at you like, oh, I expected that. You know, I expected you to hold the door. It's like, no, I, I'm holding the door because I was taught manners when I was a kid. Your manners to return are thank you. Yeah. <laughs> or, oh, it's anything, you know, to, to acknowledge the fact that I just opened the door. Well, uh, yeah, and I don't know how many times I've, Held door open for someone, yeah. They don't they don't say thank you or they don't acknowledge it. Or I'll be walking behind people and they won't hold the door open, you know. But yeah, I think more often than not, for me, it, you know, when I hold the door open, uh, they don't say thank you or anything like that. So I always follow it up with um, a little, you know, you're welcome. Yeah, you're welcome. Or I, I let them know that uh, I will fuck you up. <laughs> you know. <laughs> And then they usually reply and say thank you. Yeah. You know, then, so. then there's the thank you. If you actually use that, then you get thank yous. Yeah. And they say thank you, and then I go, Go fuck yourself. <laughs> uh, but yeah, but, but going back to the apartment thing, uh, there's even signs posted up that say no smoking in the in the the common common uh, hallway, you know, or in washrooms, and they still smoke, you know, and and it goes it goes everywhere. And now I will speak to this. I was a, I used to smoke. And maybe this is, I don't know, karma. But I, I like to think that I was a, a pretty common, you know, courtesy smoker. Whereas, you know, if you're not a smoker, I wouldn't smoke around you. And you know, back then you could smoke in restaurants. You can't. I know there's. I know there's a lot of states that still had this, but I, here in the state of Wisconsin, you can't smoke in any uh, public area inside public area. I believe that's how they termed it. Yeah, it's a, there's there's certain ways around it, but for the most part, yeah, most places can't occupy the, the the smoking inside yeah yeah and you know i don't want to go too much into it because i know there's i've got friends out there that are smokers and um they they, they like to dance you know and uh so <laughs> they get they like to dance and that's their song but uh, <laughs> so I know, you know I don't yeah. that <laughs> I don't want to I don't want to offend my smoker friends because I know that uh, you, you know I I'd like to say that no one really gets into smoking because uh, they want to it's just out of um, you know I, I, a lot of people recognize it as peer pressure but I think you know a lot of it is, is you know it is peer pressure but um, you know you just want to fit in you know and it, it, it's kind of the thing to do in high school. But I think some people don't have the the urge to get off of it, you know, or or, or the ability. Uh, there's there's nicotine and it's addictive, you know. There's, there's a few chemicals in there that <laughs> are few, addictive. Yeah, um, but so I don't want to bash smoking so much. But I, you know, if you are a smoker out there, um, just be common. I mean, you you smoke and you know it's on you, you. You have that smell; it doesn't bother you. But realize that it's a very strong smell. You know, it gets on everything. It's kind of like if you've ever been to a, uh, a camping trip, you know, and you're around the campfire, you bring that shit home to your house, it smells like fucking campfire. It's true. It's and true. It, but to be fair, to be fair to the smokers, 
campfire smells way better than sitting here. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, when you're when you're there, but I, you know, I think in general, when you, when you come home, I mean, don't don't you have that need to kind of take take off your clothes because of how how, how uh, embedded your into your clothing that smell is. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a different smell because you're back into, like, suburbia, obviously, or, or at least you're not, I guess, outside because you can really have a campfire anyway. Yeah. Uh, but, but yeah, I agree. It's, it's a very strong smell. Um, I don't smoke anymore. Uh, I have a lot of friends. Almost all my friends do smoke, which is not a big deal to me. Um but I, I I am glad that there isn't the smoking in bars because it seemed it seemed like once I quit smoking and I, I don't, and you and you smoke too so I'll ask you this it seemed when I quit smoking um, every time I'd be with my friends and we'd go out and have some beers and stuff they'd be smoking their cigarettes and all the smoke goes right to me doesn't matter whether I'm downwind or not downwind see if I'm not even downwind it just goes around and comes back and it was like and and, and it's fine for whatever but then then they'll turn around and it, it just it's not what I want in my face, and then when, especially when I'm trying to quit smoking cigarettes, you know. So, um. well, yeah. And the, and the way that I look at that is, I try to give respect to my friends who do smoke. However, I feel I'm not getting the respect back because I don't. And like I, like I said, I, I was a smoker. I'm I'm on uh, three years, almost four now, of not smoking. Uh, and and I'm, I'm I'm glad. I'm glad I'm not smoking. But. I just, I feel like I, you know, the the, the big argument there with smoking and, and try really, really trying not to get too much into it, but big argument there has always been that smokers feel that they have, they should have the right to smoke, you know, and that if um, their right to smoke, like, you know, not be able to smoke in restaurants, that's their rights being taken away. But my answer to that has always been, where is the right of the non-smoker? Right. You know, you're you're saying that your rights being taken away, but our rights as a non-smoker has already been taken away just by you smoking around me. I don't I don't have that right anymore. I don't have right to be away from smoke or not around smoke because you're smoking around me. Right. Right. You know. So go outside. Yeah. It's only Wisconsin. Yeah. It's nice like two months I mean, out of the year. I go and take a shit in the bathroom. Why? Because it's comfortable, but. It's common courtesy to take a shit in the toilet as rather than to, in the living room. Yeah, I don't invite my friends over and take a shit on the floor and just sit there. You know, <laughs> I have uh, a right to shit here, man. You're taking away I my right that, to take a shit. I have the right to shit wherever I want. You know, <laughs> you do have that, that right, though. As a bear shit in the woods, you goddamn right he does. Uh-huh. So, you know, just think of it that way. If I'm not shitting, coming over to your house and shitting on the your your carpet, don't don't smoke. <laughs> well, let me um, say uh, let me say this uh, for something that I think that irritates me is that, and, and and you can attest this too because you also worked in the service industry at one point. Um, what irritates me is when you go out to when people go out to restaurants. It's it maybe maybe we were maybe we were you know raised in a different era because like I always thought when you went out to a restaurant the first thing was to look at the drinks because you need to know because was when the waiter comes over there his first question is. Usually, can I get you something to drink? It's not, hey guys, how's it going? You know, and, and, you know, and then like he wants to be your best friend. He's going over there to get you some drinks. And the common courtesy is to a at least answer him. B, we don't hide the drinks. You know, I don't think there's ever been a place where they hide the drinks. The beers in the front, the the sodas are always in the back. Every place you have ever been. <laughs> Salads are also in the front, in case you're listening to this podcast and curious as to where they're always at. But uh, uh, the common courtesy to just, you know, the, some of these people, they work very hard and they don't get, you know, any appreciation. And the fact that people can sit there and just 
ignore them like they're 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 just little peons is, is interesting because I I know they handle your food, you know, and that seems like something you'd be a little bit more interested in about, you know. Take the movie Waiting that was written by a waiter, and uh, that's what they did, and I and I have seen that service industry, and that's kind of how a lot of people cope. So I think you need to give respects to your to your service. Yeah, it's a common courtesy thing. It's you know I, I think. I think where you know where the friction there is between the, the, the two elements, the person who comes in and the person who's waiting on him, is that um, you know the person who's waiting on him. That's how he makes money. The, the, the people who are coming in are going, um, you know, I'm paying for this service, and since I'm paying for it, I want to feel like I'm relaxed. I'm at my place of of comfort, you know, and 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 you know, I think a lot of restaurants they they want you to feel that way, but at the same time. Have enough common courtesy for the person who's waiting on you, you know, to, you know, like you said, don't don't ignore them or, or just kind of be prepared, you know. But I, th- I think, honestly, I think that's a two-way street because I've been in so many restaurants where I've gotten, you know, I come from the restaurant industry, you know, or I work in the restaurant industry, and, and, and so many times I'm sitting there going, okay, well, they're not doing this right. They're not doing that right, you know. It takes them forever to come to my table. So I think when it reaches that point, when 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 the server side is is not treating you like you know, not even like you know, sir, would you like the head of a pig? <laughs> you know, would you like me to rub your feet? Would you like me to scratch behind your ear? Not that type of stuff, or or, or even so much as is just you know, every table wants to be felt like they're the only table in there. Right. I mean, basically, that's what, that's what you want to feel like when you're going in there. And so, when you go in there and you feel ignored, you know, or you feel like you're not getting your drink refills, or you know, just but we've all had it. We've all had crappy service where so it's 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 a two way street. So you know, if you're if you're if they're giving you the best service, I'll say this: then yes, absolutely, treat them with common courtesy. You know what I mean? Getting the, you know, have, have your drinks ready. You know what I mean? Uh, be, know what you want because. They're trying to turn burn as well. It's a service, but, you know yeah, I mean? and, I, and I agree with that. I think I think I've gone to rest. I've also gone to restaurants. I don't think this. I've no. I've been there, and uh, uh, and I and in you as being a server from from one point, you know when you're getting bad service, but you don't ha- you know you don't go up to your you know car mechanic after the service is over and be like, well, hey dude, what the fuck, you know, and just like rip into him because you don't know shit about cars, you know what I mean? And you know, you don't go up to your doctor and you're like, hey, you know what? If you would have given me this medicine in the beginning, I would have, you know, I would have been fine faster. You know, you you get mad about these things, but you know, you don't go up to that person and actually say that. And then when the waiting industry, it seems like you know people just, it's like, it's like it's like they're walking on you, and it's like. I have your food, man. That's more what I'm concerned about, anyway. And we're Americans; we like to eat. Yeah. Well, if you get anyone who walks up and tries to tell you how to to wait tables, and that's your job, then now shut the fuck up and let me do my job. <laughs> that's that's always the way to fly. <laughs> um, yeah, so I agree with you. I, th- I think it's two way street. And I think that there, it's common courtesy. You know what I mean? Respect your fellow man. Right. You know, just you're, they're doing a job in in in. in you want, you want to respect that and help them do their job. You know, you're paying for the service, but you're going to get better service if you ha- help yeah. me help you. Yeah, exactly. And and you know, those other t- there's other tables around that are asking stuff too. You know, so, right. so you might get someone. Uh, you know, if you piss off a, uh, a waiter, you might get a waiter who will. Uh, I will massacre you. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, so those are just things that piss us off. 
If you've got anything that pisses you off, feel free to write into the forums at baldmove.com at the Amazingly Pulp Show and let us know what pisses you off, and maybe we'll read it on the air. Actually, we'll probably read it on the air. We need yeah, something we'll, to put on here. We'll write something. We yeah. need material, people. <laughs> we need your support. It's common courtesy. <laughs> and that's the PCs. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know. Uh, moving on to comics. Uh, did you hear about this? Uh, DC uh, Comics has decided to restart 52 of their... Um, you know, main title books just completely restarted from you know, issue Scratch. number one. Yeah, really. Yeah. Um, in addition to that, they're making them younger, making their characters younger. You know, like Batman's going to be fourteen. Well, I, I don't necessarily know if they're fourteen, but I think they're going to. I believe they're going to bring them back down to like the twenty somethings. Okay. You know, and I think it's to help adapt to. Um, the younger generation, you know, because DC Comics, I think the one thing that Marvel Comics def- definitely has on DC Comics is that they kind of understand the younger generation a little bit more. They they adapt to them without with be, because their characters have always been characters of conflict as opposed to characters of more mythology. Batman, Wonder Woman, uh, Superman, they're kind of m- mythic characters, you know, uh, god like almost. And you know, with 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 Marvel comics, you have Spider-Man, who's a high school uh, teenager that's geek, for lack of a better term, and and has troubles with girls, gets pimples, you know, um, gets huh. spider boners. Spider it's boner. you know, and so kids, spidey senses going yeah, on. Right there. Kids can adapt to that. Um, Steve Rogers, if the you know, even though it was back in the 1940s when he became Captain America, you could, people can understand that we're in a time of war, anyways. And it, you know, he was kind of a uh, a sickly young kid who who just you know didn't have what it takes to be a soldier, so he enrolls in this um, super soldier program, and that's how he kind of becomes Captain America. Well, there's there's a lot of kids out there that you know don't have what it takes to to make it in the army, don't have what it takes to make it on a baseball team or basketball team, or 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 even the vice versa. There's a lot, a lot of kids who are good at sports but aren't good at um, uh, drawing, aren't good at computers, aren't good at doing school, you know, so I think that Marvel has a lot of, I mean, look at the, the, the X-Men, mutants, you know, I mean, these, these are um, these are basically... People dealing, dealing with a crisis at the deal, same deal, time. Dealing with problems, I think that um, Brian Singer touches on that so well in X-Men, because he, if you ever kind of read between the lines, he's kind of um, uh, reflecting on how um, uh, Gay men and women are treated in our times, you know now. Yeah. You know where yeah, um, perfect scene X X two where Bobby goes home, Iceman goes home to talk to his parents, and he has to explain to them about he's got these mutant powers, and they treat him like he's telling them that he he's gay, you know, right. and they're like, well, we like you, but we don't understand. I mean, and that's kind of how, or you know, the, the bigotry towards um, you know homosexuals in America. Well, or, I think or, it's like almost like bigotry in, in, at all, because you know, there's even even you can take it back to like almost like r- racism and stuff mm-hmm. from back back then yeah. when you know like oh you're not you're not welcome here, mutants aren't allowed here. You know, yeah. and it's, it has like the political undertones yeah. to it. And that's actually back in the if it was in the sixties when X Men started is is that's kind of how it, it came out of is, is racism. That's kind of where they got the idea to do mutants. Okay. Um, so it's interesting that they've kind of come full term and brought it to modern modern times with, with, with homosexuality in America. So so yeah, so I think that Marvel kind of one-ups them with that, and I think that uh, with adapting with the younger generation, 
and I think DC Comics is trying to do that now with um, you know bringing their characters younger. But I, I I don't know if that would be the way to go because I mean, how many times can you revamp Superman? Yeah. How many times can you revamp Batman? Can you revamp Wonder Woman? Um, they haven't alluded too much of the details of what all it entails, but I mean, you know, fifty-two of their books that they're doing, they're revamping this way. Right. So, um, but they are headlined by Jim Lee and Jeff Johns. Um, I know that, um, and actually, those two in particular, as the book that they're doing is going to be Justice League, which is you know their main ship title of you know Superman getting together with Batman and Wonder Woman and Green Lantern and Flash, and that's their super team. So. That'll be kind of a, a good title for them to hop on. Jeff Johns is, is probably the hottest writer for DC Comics. It's kind of revamped. Um, I would I would say that he's kind of why we have Green Lantern coming to the, the big screen because he came back and just did a, a, a you know Green Lantern rebirth, which basically put Green Lantern back on the map. You know right. he kind of went into obscurity for a little bit, um, and they you know several other rings went to the, the went, went to some other humans, but they weren't ever as popular as well. Some people would argue that they weren't as popular, but um, as Hal Jordan. But Hal Jordan is probably the guy most known for Green Lantern. Basically, brought him back and repopularized him. So, um, the other issue with this is is that um, they are going to, you know, right now they are doing comics with the books, but they're also doing digital format. But I believe the digital format comes out like 90 days after they release it uh, in, in the comic book form. Okay. Um, but now DC Comics are going to release the digital form the same time as they're releasing the comics form, and the, and the big the big story with that is that uh, you know are they fucking the retailers in the ass <laughs> because the retailers are selling the books, right? You know, so if they release the digital comics the same day as they're releasing the books, well, I've already I don't even have to leave my house. I've already got it at home on my computer. I've downloaded. I paid for it. It's on my iPad. It's on my iPhone. I don't need to leave. Yes, you're still gonna have traditionalists like myself that like go and to get the book and holding the book in my hand, but but I think we we talked about or, or to a point of this last week when we said uh, that people are starting to go digital with mm-hmm. comics and, and and everything. Is that you know the the older fans that who have been through the comics as well? They, like you said, you, you want you want it in your hand. You want to read it like it's a magazine. And I think now people just they just they just want it and it's patience. You know. Yeah, I it's we live in the world of instant gratification, and so what are you gonna do? But um, down the toilet. That's where uh, the books are going. <laughs> going to the digital world. So you know, if you are a um, a retailer, well, more than likely you are down the toilet. So, um, so that's where we got. That's the big news in in in, in DC world. Pretty much in comics in general. Just be basically. Uh, that's a huge move. That'll be starting in August. So look for those books to restart in August. Uh, and if you're a fan of Jim Lee, like myself, look for him to be back on a book uh, with writer Jeff Johns. That'll be Justice League. Well, I want to. I've got a couple reviews. I did manage to pick up a couple books um, over the week uh, that I want to quick, give a quick review. Like I said in my last podcast, I am following Fear Itself. You remember us talking about Fear Itself last week? Right. Yeah. Well, I got book three. Um, I gotta be honest. Uh, basically, Fear itself was the is that Marvel's big crossover. They are having uh, one of the old Asgardian gods that's coming back named Fear, and basically running amok with uh, Red Skull's daughter, uh, and bringing Fear to the planet. 
you know, and they're bad of fear. There are several villains and heroes that um, there are several hammers that went out, like kind of like Thor's hammers, and these heroes and villains are, are touching them and, and turning them into these workers or destroyers for fear itself. Um, this book this week, uh, I've kind of had a problem with it because. Because, like I talked about in last episode, comics are so expensive, and so I can only afford to get so much, and so I get the kind of big crossover of the summer. It's kind of like the big movie of the summer in the comic books, and it, I'm kind of pissed because I got into this third book, and I don't know what the hell's going on. I, it jumps right into like a battle that I'm, I'm assuming was picking up from last week, but but something's something's happened. It starts in with the, the new Captain America, which is. Which is uh, Bucky Barnes? For some of that you don't know, uh, Captain America Steve Rogers was murdered, and now he's back. But he's not Captain America, and, and and his old sidekick has taken over the role, and so he's leading some of the Avengers, and they kind of get in the battle, and I, I I don't know what's going on. It's just kind of jumping all over the place. Um, I guess what I'm saying is is it shows it, it. You have to read some of these other comic books for it to tie in, so that you you're getting the full story. Right. You know what I mean? I feel like I'm missing bits and pieces, and that's that's a problem for me because it takes me out of the story because I don't know what's going on. You know, in addition, it, it, it jumps around. Um, you know, for instance, it's got a, it's got a part with Absorbing Man, who's obviously changed into one of these new guys with the hammers, and I don't remember that happening in the last book. You know, I don't I didn't see that happen. So it obviously happened in, in, in one of the other books, and it's, it's tying in here. Um, and I just. The art backstory. Yeah, how, what am I supposed to know what's going on? And then, and then the art—it's okay, but it's a little sloppy. It looks like it was kind of rushed to get, to get the book out. Um, I, yeah, I, and I—I need—I need it to—I need it to tie in a little bit more. Well, you know, here's here's something like it's got the thing grabbing one of the hammers and turning into one of these gods, and it's on Yancey Street, and apparently Yancey Street has some sort of um, special meaning to the Fantastic Four, but I have no idea what it is. And if I'm somebody that's trying to jump into this book, I, I haven't read all the Marvel comic books, so how am I going to know what's going right. on? You know, right. that's like walking into, um, yeah, just that. Exactly. You don't even know what he was going to go with because you don't know what's going on. <laughs> I, uh, I, I am the law. That's what Marvel's telling me. They say I don't care what you're. Uh, think you should be reading that you should you need to go buy all of our books or else you're not going to know what's going on uh, the big revelation at the end is um, Captain America Bucky Barnes spoiler alert for everybody uh, turn off for the next five seconds Bucky uh, appears to be dead and I think that that's how they're leading into Steve Rogers coming back into being Captain America um, which I think is kind of a it's all right. It didn't. It didn't really do anything for me. You know, I. I think that he. I'm ready for Steve Rogers to come back into Bucky, but I just think it was kind of because Captain America's coming out this summer, so like, well, we can't have. You know, people can be confused. Though. Yeah, they're gonna be like, well, who's this Bucky Barnes, and isn't he? I thought it was Steve Rogers, so they quickly write off this character and kill him just so that they can get Steve Rogers back in. But as we all know. Nobody dies in comic books. No, it's impossible. So they'll come back. Um, so if you've been following it, of course you need to get it to kind of continue on. But you almost don't because just let's go to the next book. It's <laughs> you don't know what's going on, right? So 
Maybe they fill you in in the next one. Yeah. About everything. I, I guess so. I hope so. Maybe they'll do it previously on. Uh, my next book is Kick-Ass 2. Um, number two. Number two. Numero <laughs> dos. And the reason it's number two is because when I went to my local comic book shop, uh, they didn't have number one, and apparently they're not getting number one. So I have no idea what happened to number one. All I can do is read what happened in the previously, and it just says, Dave Lazuski is living out his dream as a superhero, but he's not the only one. That doesn't tell me shit. <laughs> <laughs> what happened in the first one, and I'm assuming that the first one was longer than two sentences. But um, for those of you who don't know, um, Kick-Ass, the movie, was based on a comic book. And what they're doing now is they've released the follow-up to that comic book called Kick-Ass 2, which I'm assuming that they'll eventually go into making the movie. Uh, it's by Mark Miller and John Romita Jr. Um, Mark Miller is pretty hot right now. He's a pretty hot writer. Uh, I've been doing it for the last... Uh, or I'll say he's been a hot writer for at least the last 10 years. Right. You know, kind of bringing Marvel uh, back in to snuff with the Ultimates and... Um, Doing some twists on Wolverine with Wolverine, old man. Um, and John Romita Jr., he's been around for a while. Uh, he's actually his dad's John Romita Sr., and um, who was a comic book artist that worked back in the days of Stan Lee uh, into the... Uh, I think he's still doing it, actually, but um, his, his son started up in the 70s, I believe, and... Yeah, his art's good. I wasn't a fan of it when I was younger, but I am now. That's actually kind of what drew me into the book. Um, that and the kind of excitement behind the movie, um, but this this one's pretty good actually. This is the first time that I've ever kind of had full on emotion with reading a comic book where I was just kind of like uh, there, there's a, there's a scene because uh, basically Kick Ass now is working with kind of like a Justice League type team, you know. Okay. Um, and in, in the first part of the book, there it's it's a backstory of how one of the characters became or is doing now what he's doing, fighting justice. And uh, the story is is that, uh, you know, he, he he's leaves his son outside to watch this dog, and he's telling his son, don't lose the dog. Now mom's going to be worried, you know. And, and the, the son's like, I won't, Dad, I won't, blah, 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 blah. The guy goes, you know, like the whole thing is like, make sure you watch the dog. And, and he goes in, he comes out, uh, you know, goes and gets some groceries and comes out, and his, his kid's missing, just the dog's sitting there. You know what I mean? And, and like... the the way it reads, and and then when you get to that situation, um, I mean, yeah, it was the first time the comics ever kind of moved me. Where I was, and maybe it's because I have kids now, right? You know what I mean? Maybe this happened before in a prior comic book, and I was like, who gives a fuck about the kid? Fuck the kids, you know? <laughs> but yeah, it was it was it was a pretty sad moment. Um, so I give it I give it an A just for that because I've never had a comic do that for me. But uh, but yeah, the further you go in, the, the the art's good. I mean, art's actually pretty great. You know, I think. Um, this is something that Mark Miller and, and uh, you know Ramita Jr. are doing on their own together, and I think when you give an artist time to to really lay stuff out, you really get some beautiful work, and and it's just it's it's good. Um, you know uh, Dave Lazinski, who's kick-ass, gets together with these guys. He, he ends up finding out that one of the guys is actually secretly one of his friends at high school, which is you know which is pretty cool, and and it just goes into how these teams. This team works together, and they start going on, taking down some mob bosses. Uh, and then they leave you hanging with a Asian mob boss getting his balls chopped by a dog. Right. So that right there should bring you into the book. So I give Kick-Ass number two, even though I don't know what happened in the first one, I give it an A-. minus, um, Only because it would have been better if I would have known what happened before. Right. You know. So hopefully I'll get around to getting that. So those are my comic book reviews for this week. Um, if you've got any comic book reviews or any comic books you want us to discuss about, please uh, leave us a message in the forum at baldmove.com for the Amazingly Pulp Show.
Um, now it's time for our special message two. And we're running a little bit long, so we're probably going to have to cut this special message too short. Uh, but this this uh, pod, this this week's episode is going to be titled "Celeb Leak Picks." Um, and what's your problem? And what's my problem with celeb leak picks? <laughs> well, uh, this last week, um, I don't know if you heard about this, but Blake Lively, um, who is in the new Green Lantern movie, she plays uh, Ryan Reynolds' love interest, but she's also from that show, the, the CW's Gossip. I think it's I think it's Gossip Girl. See that or nine hundred two one zero, but I think it's Gossip Girl. Okay, so both in my realm, but I, right. I'm not sure which. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, well, at the beginning of the week, there was peaks that were. Li- Picks that were licked. Picks that were licked. Peaks that were licked online. <laughs> Peaks that were licked online. Uh, of this, of this Blake Lively. Yeah. Okay. There are nude pics that were put on there. Now this happens quite a bit to some of the celebrities, and she claimed that she had her rep claim that they weren't really hers. So the person that leaked them online was said, "Fuck that," and released more, and it was actually more connection to, to show you that it was her, you know, and. Here's my thing. If you, we don't, we don't, we live in, the, we live in the world where we know that cell phones can get cloned. I mean, there was an issue with that when they first came out about people driving, or at least in the '90s, people driving on the highway, and the, you know, people sitting there with with the the radar, the clone, the, the, with the ability to clone the phone, and phone or clone that phone, and then they were able to use the cell phone, and and the, the one for the the uh, their phone would be basically useless, right. for lack of better words. Um, at least since the Pam and Tommy Lee porno. Right. Um, it's been known Well, that- well let's, let's make sure the viewers know it's a when two people love each other video. <laughs> yeah. Um, love the shit out of each he was, other. Yeah, he was loving her. <laughs> um, you know, so it's been known that um, you know, this stuff will get online. This stuff will get on the internet. You know, and and there's companies out there that will pay millions of dollars to do it. So, with that being said, why are you taking pictures of yourself naked on the phone? Right. right. If you're in that area as a celeb, and you know people are dying, dying to see you naked. Right. You know right. what I mean? Jazzy just said he was dying to see her naked. Right. Um, it's and now happen. I have. <laughs> it's going to happen, and I think it's I think it's a, a two way street too. I think that sometimes these celebs leak it on. Line themselves. Well, you know, I think I think like it's all like a it's all goes in 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 a row, doesn't it? Like before, it was the videos. You know, everybody had a sex tape. You know, uh, and it was like I got to be famous. I mean, even Screech had a sex tape. I mean, who the hell wants to see that shit? Yeah. But uh, you know, he had a sex tape. But now it's you know everybody's trying to farve everybody. You know, and just send pictures of themselves nude and. And, uh, and you know, there's just there's a politician in trouble for sending a picture of his junk. You know, and his last name is Wiener. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, like, what? It, it it all goes in a trend. But I almost think that it's famous. But at the same time, I think the paparazzi. I think it's a two way street, like we were talking about with waiting and stuff. It's a, it's paparazzi, man. They're also just in your face all the time. You know, and maybe they get high heads and or high heads and think that they're. Yeah, but I think as a celebrity in these days. You're you need to you need to expect that. Yeah, I think that kind of goes hand in hand with the fact that you're making millions of dollars. Fair, you know, and you're able to build these houses that are basically kind of like what 
castles. Uh, yeah, what Bin Laden was hiding in. We could build you know. We weren't all living yeah. in those uh, those awesome treads like he was living in. You, he had TV and corn. Yeah. Oh yeah. TV did you see that? Did you, did you did you ever see the the video of him watching TV? I saw that. I didn't see the porn though. Yeah, it's off to the side. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> It's good to know he was. You know, he was jerking it too. <laughs> when you're in a cave though, and you can't go anywhere. Well, he's in a cave mansion being held out. But well, yeah. So Bin Laden, if you're offended that we just called your porno gag, um, I, and I from the ocean and get me. <laughs> and I, I understand. I, I guess I probably don't understand as much as they understand it because they get it all the time. But I understand that they're going to have. Um, you know the paparazzi, and they, it pisses them off. But it, but it's hand in hand. I mean, right. you, it, it, for anyone to sit there and go uh, become a celebrity nowadays and sit there and go, well, I didn't realize it was going to be like this. It's bullshit. Right? No, I I agree. I I'm agree. not a celebrity, and I know what's going to be like. Yeah. That. You know what I mean? You know, and these these people are going to you know the paparazzi. But you know what? It's it's a it's a sick street anyway. Like because yes, they want to become famous, but. How sick are we that we have to see these pictures of these people walking out of their house? So, you know what I mean? They're like, oh my god, Britney's wearing sweatpants. Of course she's wearing sweatpants. Who the hell doesn't wear sweatpants? You kind of feel like a... a <laughs> um, yeah, I mean... When, all of, our, when all, all, all of our shows... I mean, the fact that celebrities now know that they can make money off of being filmed and we'll just watch everything that they do. Right. You know... It, yeah, we do live in a, a peeping town um, type of um, civilization. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but I just—I guess for her to—and to, to, and I, I won't even go as far as say she was outraged, but I'm sure she was kind of like, "That's you know, we gotta get those taken down." And so, well, you took the pictures. Where did you think they were gonna you, go? Yeah, people are cloning phones all the time now. Anyway, I mean, uh, people are hacking people's phones left and right, especially celebs. That's why you keep getting these pictures on. Subs, top, stop taking the pictures. Right. And why are you standing in your bathroom taking pictures of yourself topless? Uh, Unless. Are you, yeah, yeah. <laughs> are you a little fool of yourself, or are you hoping someone clones this? So my special message to these celebrities that are doing this is just stop taking. It, 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 well. Don't stop taking them. Right. I don't mind. But don't stop getting yeah. aggravated but about it. Don't get mad about it. And and, and good for you. Yeah. <laughs> and don't, pre- don't pretend like you didn't know. Right. You know, what's her name? Kim Kardashian, we know you put the video on there. Oh, yeah. Don't try to pretend like, oh, my gosh, I didn't know it was out there and I'm so ashamed. You know, yeah, you're a superstar now for doing nothing but... Uh, Sucking a little sucky. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, Going down uh, south. So, don't complain. Celebs, my special message to you is if you're going to take pictures of yourself or make videos, ride the wave. Right. You right. Know? And if you want, you can see our pictures on uh, that we take of ourselves on our phones because we're obviously celebrities. Right. We will be posting. Jazzy Jeff is going to take some pictures of himself <laughs> uh, naked in the bathroom and we'll be posting those up on baldmove.com and you can download and hack those and put them up. Uh, maybe you make some money, but I won't act surprised. Yeah, I'll be like, surprised. yeah, I put that shit up there. Yeah, don't act surprised. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll, and I'll take the pictures for you. All right. So I'll act surprised while I'm taking the pictures. Ooh. I'm sure I'll be su- su- surprised. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! So, 
Um, all right, folks, well, that's our show for this week. Uh, where you can find us at, at baldmove.com under the uh, podcast, The Amazingly Pulp Show. Um, be sure to check out some of the other shows. Um, you can check out Blue Yonder with your hosts Jim Jones and Aaron Hubbard. And they also have Power Play with Peter Street and Staffa, where they'll fill you in on all the latest and greatest in video game plays. Uh, check out Blue Yonder, and they'll fill you in on all things geek and popular and special. So... Uh, Tune in next time. We'll be back here next week with episode three. We love you, and we're out.